Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. At the Honda Summer Sales Event, one summer adventure leads to another. Start with a new Honda and be on your way to desert treks, lakeside getaways, and mountain paths so remote you need an actual map. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda Accord and 0% APR on the 2021 HRV or Pilot. Start your Honda safe adventure at NorCalHondaDealers.com. See dealer for financing details. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Raiders! Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted Filipino at the 50. Football and I think Oakland victory. The Oakland Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think 
What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for a uh, what we hope to be or what I hope to be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, Raiders Fan Radio RFR Live episode number 170 coming to you live here from Murph's Fan Cave. And uh, yeah, it's just me tonight. So for those of you that were in the uh, the pre-show there and the and the U- for the YouTubes, uh, it's just all Murph tonight. But the but most importantly, it's not just me. It's all of you that are going to be in the chat. It's all of you that are going to join us eventually on YouTube and all of you. That that join us each and every week on our audio podcast. So thank you for all the amazing support that you give this show and all of the Murph's Fan Cave shows every week. And so uh, tonight in the chat on YouTube Live, I see uh, Tider Raiders in there. Super Him, what's up? Super Him, missed you too, man. Uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Lizzie Love. Uh, of course, Ron the, Mater is, Ron the Materator is in there. And then Rich Tuino, appreciate you all joining me uh, here live tonight. So listen, we're in like the deadest of the offseason. Lee B, what's up, man? Um, this is like the deadest of the off season, but man, there's so much Raiders news to get to. And uh, not only do uh, we want to cover some of the Raiders news stories that are out there, but then also hear back from you. And so for those of you in the chat tonight, uh, appreciate you joining us and anyone that that's checking in live. Uh, if you want to uh, call in when I get to the email segment, let's take some live calls. I, uh, we should be able to do that. The number there is 909-345-3346. Just go ahead and I'm going to bring that up now. So uh, just go ahead and and call uh, 909-345-3346 when we get to the email segment. And uh, and the the, the line will ring here live in the fan cave. And so we'll take your your phone call live. So uh, definitely plan to do that if you can. Uh, But we've also, uh, even if you don't, we've got some great uh, voicemails to get to tonight, including the one and only Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, who's there in the chat tonight. I uh, got a couple good emails, and then, of course, like I mentioned, we got some Raiders stories to get to. We're going to hear from some of the experts, including some of the all-time greats. And uh, and, and at the top of the show here, we're going to uh, kick off a little bit of celebration of the one and only Al Davis. But before we get to that, uh, just to give a, a little bit of a rundown of some of the things that we've got going on around here. Uh, first and foremost, please support us via the YouTubes. Uh, you can subscribe to us. America, go to the YouTube right now. You can subscribe to us. Just go to youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. Hit that subscribe button and you won't miss any of the shows uh, that are going on here in the Fan Cave, including this one, our flagship show, Raiders Fan Radio, but also Tales from the Nation, uh, the RFR Conversations that we've had, the Fan Club Blitz, uh, a lot of cool stuff going on in the network. And so please subscribe to us there on the YouTubes or any other of your favorite podcast service. You can find us that way. Uh, and by doing so, you help us uh, with our initiative in terms of raising funds, raising revenue this year. Uh, a couple years ago, we realized we could make some money with this show, and we quickly decided we were going to give it all away. And last year, we gave it away to the Blitnikoff Foundation, and this year, we're giving it all away to the Stabler XOXO Foundation. Uh, so you can support us that way by not only supporting the show by listening and subscribing, but go to RaidersFanRadio.com gear, and then anything that you buy there will take you to the Fanatics website. It won't cost you anything extra, and uh, a portion of the proceeds gets kicked back to us, and we're going to give all that money to, uh, to the Stabler xoxo foundation also on that front i've got some more news it's really cool uh we're going to partner up with our buddy raider cody uh cody has done a fantastic job over the past uh, few weeks in raising money for the greater youth sports association in vegas and um, and he's offered his services to 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 join up with us we're gonna we're gonna partner with cody and we're gonna raise money collectively between both of our shows and give that money to stabler and then also we're gonna bring in the bolitnikoff foundation as well so while this year we 
thought we were only going to give to one, we're going to give to two organizations this year. Couldn't have done that without Cody's help. So appreciate him. Much respect to him. And uh, I can't wait to get those initiatives underway. So we're going to find some more like direct donation type opportunities uh, around those two foundations that we're going to support uh, it with them. And basically we're going to kick it off around the season. So the, the, the link for RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear will stay active. Uh, and then when we get to the beginning of the season, we're going to have about a three-month window to give to Stabler and then a three-month window to give to Bulletnikoff. And we think between the two shows and, uh, it, it, with Cody's help that we're going to be able to raise much more money than we planned on, uh, again, based on, on Cody's recent efforts and then the things that we've done. So um, really proud to announce that to you. You all and thank you to uh to you all each and every week for all of your support so um back to chat room real quick ron's in there of course damage inc uh raider nation skyland what's up big easy what's up uh john q is in there uh, appreciate all of you lee b uh rich as i mentioned joining us in there uh, appreciate you um uh, supporting us here at youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. All right, so at the top of the show, we always refer back our episode number to something significant within the Raider Nation. And this week's episode, this is 170 now of these that we have done. That doesn't count the other shows. That's just RFR Live. We've done 170 of these. And our buddy, Swag Jeff, who's unfortunately not here with me in the Fan Cave tonight. But I'll wait till I tell you what, what these guys are up to, by the way. Uh, so, so Swag Jeff can't join me tonight, uh, but he did call in with uh, his 170 for this episode. Hey, what's up? It's Swag Jeff uh, with RFR Live. We are coming to you with episode number 170 of RFR Live. Here on Raiders Fan Radio, Swag Jeff likes to give a significant moment in Raider history and tie it to our episode number. So this episode 170, uh, I got a pair for you. I got two for you. Uh, first, we're going to go to the 1997 season, and we're going to talk about Napoleon Kaufman. That's right. Napoleon Kaufman had 272 rushes that year for 1,294 yards, six touchdowns, uh, not to mention he also had 40 receptions for 403 yards and two touchdowns. But more importantly, he averaged 17.0 rushing attempts per game. That's right. But if you don't like that, I got one even better for you. Oh, come We're on. We're going to talk about a career stat. We're going to talk about everyone's second favorite, number 12, Rich Gannon. That's right. But it's not the, it's not the stat that you expect. We're not even talking about a QB stat. No, we're going we're gonna to be talking about rushes. So in his career, Rich Gannon had 259 rushes for 1,258 yards and 11 touchdowns. But more importantly, he averaged 17.0 rushing yards per game. Swag out. Nice job, Swaggo. Dig that, man. Dig the uh, the early 2000 references there. You know, Napoleon Kaufman, like, we don't talk about him enough, and I don't see him get talked enough about on social media either. He was awesome. Only retired prematurely uh, for a very admirable reason to go into a, a life of ministry. And, uh, I mean, such an awesome guy, you know. But, man, what an amazing football player. Like, he, he was legit. And then, of course, to hear from uh, hear a little Rich Gannon love there. That's good stuff there, Swaggo. So appreciate that. All right, let's uh, let's check in with our buddy Max, Max, and then hit some contact information, and then we'll get into uh, episode number one seventy. Hey Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. 
boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard (laughs) as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you wanted to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. I appreciate Uncle Mosh there. So, uh, man, so yeah, Uncle Mosh. So Jeff is at home being a dad, as he as he should be, and so priorities are taken over, and uh, he's not coming over to the house to play radio tonight. Uncle Mosh though is at a party tonight for Canada Day. So for Canada Day, which is like their Independence Day, or whatever, right? So uh, the guy that's nicknamed uh, Captain Canada is having a party, and he invited Uncle Mosh. That's right. Like the guy is literally Ryan Smith, the guy that's known as Captain Canada, 19 years in the NHL, like one of the all time greatest Canadian hockey players ever lives not far from us. And Uncle Mosh has two of his kids in his class. And so Uncle Mosh is at some estate tonight having a party with uh, with Captain Canada for Canada Day. So pretty fun there. So anyways, uh, so we'll we'll miss 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 Mosh tonight, uh, but he'll be back. Uh, again in in a, in, a, in a couple of weeks, and then same thing with Swago. So uh, and then if you miss Swago that much, you can always check out the RFR rundown, which we record every other week, uh, including the one last week, and it was really fun, especially when we had Swag's Aloha Corner, where he's now got this uh, minute and a half love affair with Marcus Mariota every week. It's pretty funny, so definitely check that out. Um, also, too, real quick, I mentioned uh, about Stabler Foundation. We're probably going to have an interview coming up soon with Kendra. Uh, Kendra Stabler is Kenny's oldest daughter and the one that manages his estate and uh, chairs the foundation. And so hopefully we're going to get a chance to catch up with here, uh, get, catch up with her here in the next week or so because this July 8th is the fifth year of Kenny's passing. If you can believe it, it's been that, that quick already. Uh, five years since we lost uh, Stabler. Um, but so anyways, uh, we, we'd be honored to have Kendra join us here in the fan cave and talk about her dad and then talk about the foundation, of course. And so, as you all know, we are huge supporters of, of everything Stabler around here. Um, and uh, so anyway, so that should be coming up soon. All right. Top of the show. We like to give respect. We don't do props. We don't do shout outs. There's nothing wrong with those things. But, you know, we get, like to give a little bit of respect. So first off, I want to give respect to uh, one of the hosts of the Fan Club Blitz. That is Chuck Splatterhead McCann. 
He invited me on Facebook this week to be part of the 22 push-up challenge. So for those of you that don't know what that is, it is uh, it's an initiative that started a few years ago to raise awareness and prevention for veteran suicides. And so uh, having a, a strong military presence, including his son and his family, and then so many of listeners of RFR are military-related, either active military or or, or veterans, uh, and, and including my own family and including my son, who's probably going into the Navy, um, or some military academy anyways. But point being, though, gladly accepted that. 22 push-up challenge from Chuck. It's such a wonderful uh, cause, and uh, we will gladly take part in that. I will gladly take part in that, and probably this week, so check that out. Uh, look for my, tw- my first 22 push-up uh, video coming up soon. All right, uh, next up, we want to give respect to uh, the man, and this is we're going to camp out on this for a second, and I want to hear back from you that are in the chat. Um, you know, July 4th is a very important day in our nation, right? The greatest nation ever was born on July 4th. Well, also, the second greatest nation ever was born on July 4th, and that is the Raider Nation, and that's because one Alan Davis was born on July 4th. So we're talking 1929. So I don't do math. I love numbers, but I think that would have made him 91 this year. So we definitely want to pay, uh, uh, you know, homage and respect to the man that started this all off. The guy, the ultimate godfather to all of this, the man that literally invented everything there is uh, and has to do with the Raiders is Al Davis would have been 91. And let's check in a little bit and hear a tribute to him. What's important to me is the legacy we leave, the greatness of the Raiders. I wanted to build the finest organization in professional sports. I uh, wanted to have the greatest players. I wanted to have the greatest coaches. I wanted to play in the greatest games. I wanted to have the greatest plays. Obviously, I wanted to win more than anyone else. Based on team achievement, personal achievement, and contributions to the game, no one has had a more profound and lasting impact on the game of professional football than Al Davis. Having been a scout, head coach, general manager, league commissioner, and owner, Al Davis possessed the ability to leverage his experiences like none other in the game's history. Deep to Casper! The vertical game, a quick strike, take what we want offensive philosophy, and bump and run, an in your face pressure defense. Intercepted by the Oakland Raiders, running around at the 30, 40, 50, he's going all the way. Left behind a legacy of innovation that changed the sport forever. Standing firm in his beliefs with the courage of his conviction. He broke down barriers to give others opportunities. Tom Flores, the first Latino head coach in NFL history. Art Shell, the first African-American head coach in the modern era. Mr. Davis's bond with his players was unbreakable. His loyalty and compassion towards the men who played for him was exceptional. A record nine players walked into football's immortality with Al Davis as their presenter. A place where his legacy will always be preserved. The enshrinement is a reflection of a life's work, a reflection of a love affair, 
with the greatest game the world has ever known. But this honor is a testament to a great organization and to all the capable people who have poured their talent, enthusiasm, loyalty into the greatness of the Raiders and the Raiders' legend and mystique. His will to win is unsurpassed in the world of sports. His organization's commitment to excellence led to decades of dominance, including three Super Bowl victories, an AFL championship, four AFC championships, 14 championship game appearances, and 17 division championships. There will never be another Al Davis, and his legacy will live on forever. Just win, David. I appreciate all of you that are joining in the in the chat tonight, and yes, yeah, some great comments in there about uh, about Al. You know his relevance, as Lee B says, cannot be overstated. Uh, Oakland Raider trucker, what's up, man? Good to see you in there. Uh, mentioned that uh, he loved it, being able to take a picture of uh, uh, with, with with Al. Uh, you know, back obviously uh, when when he was in uh, San Diego. There, Alfred Esparza, much respect there. Uh, Foxy Scorpio, you know, <laughs> says I pray to Al. You know, it's funny. It's hard to not deify him, man, because he really is um, such a unique figure in the sports landscape, let alone in our Raider world. But like in all of sports, you're talking about one of the the most impactful figures. I mean, he's up there with you know, I don't know, I don't even, I even attempt to list them. But like when you when you when you talk about people that actually changed and and not only did changes on the field but off the field and I think that's where we sing his praises so high and we think so reverently of him is that the amazing things that he did um, to, to really change the path of a lot of things uh, that had nothing to do with the sport, frankly, and had everything to do with uh, society. So um, very, very cool stuff there. And, uh, and, and much respect, obviously, to the man, to Al Davis. All right. So uh, if you guys remember, I've done this a couple of years now, and, uh, and this is really cool. You know, so one of my favorite things about Raider fandom is how our fandom manifests into different things, right? So like, whether it's a, being a podcast host or it's being a graphic designer or like my buddy Monster Mash Ken, who's a, you know, a figure designer, created a little Murph here. You know, we've had so many cool things like oh, here. Let me switch to Uncle Mosh's camera there. Um, I believe that was Trinidad that, that uh, um, drew that, if I can say it right, the Calavera. Is that what it is? It's like the skull over there of Uncle Mosh. Like we've had so many like amazing artists and like so many amazing content that gets created uh, by Raider fans. And you don't see that in a lot of other fan bases. Not to say that there aren't some examples, but, you know, our buddy Kevin, the Raider nerd, who is the Raider Mandalorian, like five years ago before the Mandalorian was even a big TV show and all that, like to see like the creativity and the, and the quality of the creativity. It's just one of my favorite things. So anyways, I'm rhapsodizing about that because I'm getting ready to play you a song and it's a long song, but it's really good. And it's uh, by Dem Raider boys. It's D E M Raider B O Y Z boys. Find them on YouTube. They gave us their blessing, uh, like I said, a, a couple years ago to play this song in tribute to Al Davis every year. And I just think it's it's there's a lot of folks out there, Z, and there's a lot of guys that do uh, and, and girls that do great Raider tribute songs and videos and whatnot. But this one's my favorite, and that's no disrespect to any of the other uh, music creators that are out there. But these guys and this song 
Uh, it just works for me. Just the con, the, the quality of the, of the song itself, but lyrically and everything, I think it's just amazing. So um, anyway, so it's, a, it's about five minutes long. It's a long song. So settle back in, pop your Raider top, uh, your beverage there, and, uh, and sit back and enjoy them Raider boys singing. Thank you, Al. And in Oakland, it was a memorable day for the entire Raiders organization and fans as they honored Al Davis. Coach, leader, owner, and godfather to the nation of millions 
I die hard sons and daughters. Silver black, moment Everything that you gave and you gave for us. That's the reason why it's greater than all of us. Ashes to ashes, never with your name build us. Cause you're the policy of this game that we love so much. For everything that you gave and you gave for us. That's the reason why it's greater than all of us. Ashes to ashes, never with your name build us. Cause you're the policy of this game that we love so much. Godfather Al Davis, we love you. 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 You ain't dead. You just passed on. As long as the nation is alive, you is alive. Rest in peace, Mr. Raider Al Davis. Raider in peace. Our legacy lives on. Just Wednesday. Cause you're the policy of this game that we love so much For everything that you gave and you gave for us That's the reason why it's greater than all of us Ashes to ashes, never with your name build us Cause you're the policy of this game that we love so much For everything that you gave and you gave for us That's the reason why it's greater than all of us Ashes to ashes, never with your name build us Cause you're the policy of this game that we love so much For everything that you gave and you gave for us that's the reason why it's greater than all of us. Ashes to ashes, never with your name build us. Cause you're the promise of this game that we love so much. I just want to say hello to Pastor Mondo of NationMinistry.net. You're listening to Raider Fan Radio with Uncle Marsh and my brother, Merv. Just win, baby. All right, appreciate Pastor Mondo there and appreciate Dem Raider Boys. Support those guys, man, on YouTube. You can find them, D-E-M Raider, B-O-Y-Z. Uh, man, it's, it's, it's good stuff there. And, of course, much respect and, uh, and, and thank you to Al Davis and uh, Raider in Peace. All right, um, let's get into some of the current stuff now. So, as, as I mentioned, there's a lot of talk out there on the Raiders this week. And one of our favorites that, uh, that kind of bounces around talking about the Raiders once in a while on social media is Brian Baldinger, who's a member of NFL Network. And aside from his uh, Baldy's breakdowns that are on Twitter, uh, he'll make an appearance occasionally on the network itself and, and talk about the Raiders. And so he was on uh, NFL Network this week, and uh, basically he was on there talking about what the Raiders need in terms of offensively to really to kind of take that next step and whether there'll be a top 10 offense type thing uh, this year. And uh, here's what Baldinger had to say. Baldy, you heard Waller there. This was not a really good red zone team. They did move the ball, maybe didn't finish some drives. But can they really make that jump up to top five upper echelon offense? That's a big jump, Mike. It's a big jump, especially in a quarantine world where you're trying to build timing with the new receiving core. However, Mike, they've got pieces. And it starts with a powerful offensive line. And a rookie last year, Josh Jacobs, who was dynamite against the Bears, two-back system. Alec Ingold's the fullback. 
Lead block right there, and Khalil Mack, he chops him down. Look at that alley for Josh Jacobs for one of his seven touchdown runs on the season. And then the breakout star a year ago in the NFL was Darren Waller. He had 90 catches last year. And, you know, he trailed only Travis Kelsey for tight ends. And then Hunter Renfro was a nice slot receiver, a good pickup. And really half his catches were on third downs. And his catch and run right here against the Chargers, one of his four touchdown catches on the season. And then, look, Terrell Williams was good last year in his role as a number two wide receiver. He did what he was supposed to do. He built, beat the number two, the number three corners like he did against the Colts. But they really missed a true number one wide receiver last year. The Antonio Brown experiment blew up in training camp. They never got that guy to really make the running game pay off. And that's where a Henry Ruggs a Nelson Aguilar, a Lynn Bowden Jr. They need somebody to step up, Mike, to really nail down that number one wide receiver's job that can beat number one corners. And then I think they have a chance to make that jump into the top ten. I don't think it's going to happen right away, right out of the gate when the season starts. All right, so I'm, I'm kind of with Baldy on just about everything there other than I'm a little more excited about it because I'm a Raider fan. So I, I think that they have that possibility or that, that ability uh, to jump up quicker. We see NFL teams do it every single year. You see somebody come out of nowhere, quote, out of nowhere. It won't be out of nowhere to us because we see what the Raiders are doing, but to the rest of the planet, uh, to the NFL you know, landscape, it might be a little bit of a surprise. But the only thing I, w- I wasn't with him on is that he said the Raiders need that number one wide receiver, and clearly they do, but out of the guys he listed, like, I'm with Ruggs and Ruggs. Like, if Nelson Aguilar is the guy we're depending on to come in and be the number one wideout for the Raiders, then we got bigger issues. You know what I'm saying? So let's trust that it's probably going to be Henry Ruggs will be the, the more dynamic player, the, the bigger threat anyways. I don't even know if there's going to be a clearly defined one and two chat room. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, Yo, SMIG is in there. Big Easy, Alfred Esparza, Oakland Raider Trucker, John Q, Rich Tuino, Watts Raider. Uh, you know, let me know what you guys think. Foxy Scorpio, DT the Sun, Rev. What's up, Rev? Haven't heard from you, from you in a minute, man. Give us a call. Um, or we're going to take calls live, Rev. 909-345-3346. Call us uh, when we get to the email segment. Um, but yeah, but so I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's a clear-cut number one. Watts Raider says Williams is our number one. I think probably more likely, right, even than, than, than Ruggs. But Ruggs is what we would hope to be the more dynamic player. Uh, Q-Dog Raider, man, says Lynn Bowden Jr. I know, man. Like, could he come out? I mean, is he number – I don't know. Is he a number one wide receiver capability? I mean, I know you're a big Kentucky fan, but, I mean, he certainly got the skill set. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. How unexpected would that be? Uh, and then also, and speaking of guys that going into the draft that, I mean, I know Aaron and, and other Kentucky fans were very aware of him, but I wasn't a big, uh, you know, I didn't know a ton about Lynn Bowden. Um, but and also Amik Robertson. Did you guys see the picture of him and Jonathan Abram this week? Uh, man, like, I, first off, Abram looks good. Abram looks fully healthy and, and ready to, to, to get back into the secondary. But there was a picture out there of, of Abram and Amik Robertson, like, training together. And Abram's, like, his normal, like, kind of smiley, you know, silly self. And Amik Robertson looks like he wants to kill whoever took the picture. Like, I'm, I love that guy, man. Those uh, These new guys, man, I'm such a huge fan of these last two drafts, man. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but anyways, appreciate uh, Brian Baldinger and his comments about the Raiders. All right, so... But let's go to 
It's one thing to hear an analyst talk about the Raiders, but it's one. Of, it's another thing to hear one of the goats talk about the Raiders. So let's check in with Charles Woodson uh, and hear what he has to say about the team. And just a real quick footnote on this audio clip. The mic discipline of whoever's interviewing Charles Woodson is terrible. The guy's like on the microphone like this, and he's like, like sniffing and like breathing heavy and all. So it's not me. So for those of you on the YouTube, you can see it won't be me. But for those of you that are on the audio podcast, that's not me nor Uncle Mosh. That's like some random dude on XM Radio interviewing one of the great ones. Like, have some more respect, man. When Charles is talking, back your face up from your microphone. All right, let's check in with Chuck. Exciting times, man. It's like Christmas, you know. I mean, anytime you get a get a new toy, I mean, you know, it's it's pandemonium in the house, and I, I feel like that's kind of how the, the Oakland uh, or the, the Vegas Las Vegas Raiders are now. Is I mean, you got a you got a brand new toy, and uh, you know it's going to be pandemonium surrounding that new stadium when they have their opening game there. Um, and I'm excited to see you know this young team. I think you know they, they've done a, a great job out there. Um, Gruden and Mayock, I think they're, you know, they're, they're kind of lockstep in what they want out of the team and what kind of players they want out of the team. Um, I think this, this particular draft, I thought they went out there and they, they, they filled some needs. But, you know, at first, you know, when the first pick, um, uh, Ruggs, you know, I was thinking, okay, here, here's, here's a fast guy. You got a fast guy, but man, I felt like he was pretty high for a pick because you, you thinking about Judy and, and uh, you think about Lamb out of Oklahoma, but then as they start, putting the draft together and the different picks offensively uh, with Bowden and then uh, I think the Edwards kid, I forget where, uh, what school he went to. Maybe All right, Chuck, it's Bowden. Everybody, okay, and I love it in the chat, Watts Raider and, and Q-Dog Raider, it's Bowden, right? Am I saying that right? Bowden. Even Chuck, even the GOAT called him Bowden. It's Bowden. Okay. South Carolina. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just looking yeah. at the, the different guys that they put together offensively, they're all different type guys, man. It's guys that you can do different things with. And then, man, I just I kind of got excited about um, adding those guys to Josh Jacobs, uh, Waller, um, Derek Carr. I think offensively, man, they have a chance to be explosive. And, uh, you know, defensively, I think, you know, they're going to have, you know, they, they, they brought in Littleton from the Rams. I think he's going to be a key, you know, inside as a backer. But I think they're going to have to gel, of course, as a defense, man, and, and, and uh, bring some guys in there. Some young guys are going to have to step up and start making plays for that defense. But I think offensively, man, they have a chance to be explosive. Well, I agree, Chuck. And, you know, and I love the, the moves that we made defensively this year. We just talked about, of course, a couple of the young guys. But obviously having Corey Littleton and, and, and Kwiatkowski come in and Carl Nassib. And, like, when you look at the additions that we've made via free agency, I mean, I even like a Mukamara, man. Like, I even think that's a legit – pickup for us so like you know we i mean how many guys did we try to bring in uh via free agency uh you know finally before we landed on on a mukamara so like i i think it's great man i'm i'm, I'm excited for it uh for what the defense is going to do this year and gosh i just can't wait till we get started and a lot of you are are in the um are in the chat talking about that as well that like man we just want to get this thing up and running man like i you just want to see you know even if even if it's just out there you know in shorts doing a mini camp type thing like just to, you know OTAs or whatever like I know this is the normal dead part of the offseason anyways but I'm a little nervous man we're going to talk about that stuff later on uh, too some of the emailers and, and phone uh, messages we've gotten uh, about the season but it's like 
the NFL's kind of gotten away with the downtime here during the COVID, um, where you know a lot of other sports have been impacted greatly. Um, we our sport hasn't, you know, or at least or this sport. I love all sports, but like, but this sport really hasn't, um, and we're just kind of skating by, man. And I just I wonder as we get closer and closer what it looks like, and we are gonna. Um, Actually, I might I might save it for next week. But anyways, there's a there was an article out there uh, this week speaking of that and some of the impact that is going to happen to ah heck I'll just talk about it now that'd be dumb for me like talk about it next week. Some of the the impact now that we're feeling from the COVID is that already the NFL has said that they're going to tarp off sections of seats and to sell in order to sell advertising rights um, for the teams to sell advertising rights to those sections. And of course, as Raider fans, we're no strangers to, you know, seats being tarped off, but they're talking about doing like, like the first 10 rows or something. Like they're talking about doing the fronts of stadiums. And, you know, so it went to an owner's vote and in classic Raider fashion, uh, Mark Davis voted against it and God bless him. He's got a brand new stadium. Like he's not trying to keep butts out of seats. He had problems with butts in seats for how many years. And now he's got this beautiful facility sold out and he voted against it. And I love it because it's within the spirit of his dad too. All that stuff we talked about Al Davis earlier. That was one of the things that Al was famous for. When their votes would go, you know, to the owners, it would be 31 and one because the one guy was Al, or he would abstain from the vote entirely or whatever else. So I was really glad to see that Mark Davis did that because I'm with him. Like, like we got, like make a decision, right? Like, I know that it's been kicked around. Like, maybe fans have to sign like a waiver, like a COVID waiver. Fine, but like, you gotta like decide to go one way or the other. You're either gonna do it or you're not gonna do it. You know what I mean? And so, and we'll talk more about it because again, we we've got we got some some questions about that coming up. But I definitely think there's gonna be a football season. To what capacity, though? I don't know, man. I don't know. And it, it's going to be wild to see what happens here uh, week one. All right. Uh, let's get to speaking of the facility, speaking of the new stadium. Uh, let's talk about that. What's up, everyone? This is Maurice Hurst from Las Vegas Raiders. And you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Just win, baby. Thanks. All right, so as I mentioned, we got a little bit of a facility update here. So a lot of cool stuff coming out of out of uh, Vegas, man. I mean, every time you know I get on Twitter, I see a new picture or I see a new drive by or a new you know official update from somebody talking about the uh, talking about the stadium, man. And it just looks gorgeous, man. It's so cool, and uh, you know. So the the immediate nickname for the thing has been the Death Star, as it should be, because it's the ultimate bad guy base, right? And I, those of you listening to the show enough know what a Star Wars junkie I am, but like, there was no cooler bad guy base than the Death Star, and we're the bad guys of the NFL, so nothing cooler than the nickname uh, Allegiant Stadium, the Death Star. Now, that said, they've also got a brand new amazing facility in Henderson, where the training facility is. And so Mark Bedane this week in an interview mentioned that while the Allegiant is nicknamed the Death Star, they don't have a nickname for the new place. The facilities themselves are, are they're just gorgeous. Uh, they're just absolutely beautiful facilities. You've got uh, Allegiant being nicknamed the Death Star. So we need to come up with a good nickname for this one. Nobody's given us a good one yet. So if you've got any suggestions. It cuts off there. That wasn't me cutting it off. But so Mark Bedane says, that, oops. If Mark Bedane says there, if you have any suggestions, drop him. Well, 
I'm going to nerd out for about three seconds. And I know you guys heard enough nerd stuff from me about Star Wars when we had Kevin the Raider nerd and Kyle on last week for our, for our conversation. Uh, they put that out on Twitter, and they said, what should we call the Henderson facility? And I said, well, if the Death Star, if Allegiant is the Death Star, then the Henderson facility should be the executor, which is Darth Vader's big giant um, super star destroyer from Empire Strikes Back. So there you go. There's your, there's your uh, Star Wars nerd comment for the night. And if Uncle Mosh was here right now, he'd be doing this. This is what happens when Uncle Mosh isn't around. I get to talk a whole bunch of Star Wars junk on the show. All right. So anyway, so the executor might be kind of fun for the Henderson facility. But let's go back to the Death Star. So let's go back to Allegiant Stadium. So this was really cool. So you guys know we have a uh, segment on the show we do every once in a while called, called Murph Fundamentals, where we take something kind of, you know, not elementary, but just like a concept within sports or within Raider Nation or whatever, and I kind of break it down for Uncle Mosh, right? And I call it more fundamentals. Well, the Raiders now have started their own fundamentals show, and their first installment of the fundamentals show, at least that I've been aware of, is about the field tray. So last week when Mosh and I did our RFRs tripping, Somebody asked about the turf, or we were talking about the turf anyways. And I was like, yeah, the turf looks beautiful, but they're not going to play on it. They're going to roll in this grass, this field tray, to play on. And someone in the chat said, yeah, but UNLV is going to play on the turf. And I didn't know that, and that's the absolute truth. Shout out whoever that was that, that mentioned that in that chat for that RFR tripping video. So the, 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 it's going to be a dual surface facility. They're going to have this AstroTurf, not AstroTurf, but you know what I mean, field turf, that is going to be labeled for the Raiders for like tours and stuff. And then they're going to have field turf labeled for UNLV games. And then they're going to have the field tray that comes in the natural grass for the Raider games. So freaking badass, man. Like anything and everything that this stadium is going to need to do, they're going to be able to do. Anyway, so this fundamentals episode from the Raiders now describes that. Allegiant Stadium will be home to one of the most unique playing fields in all of sports. Keeping the team in mind, Raiders owner Mark Davis made sure that the silver and black would play on natural grass. The stadium will hold a retractable natural grass field tray that weighs over 9,000 tons and will slide in on rails for Raiders game days. To grow the grass, the tray will then slide out from underneath the stadium and sit outside. Yes, even in the Las Vegas heat. In addition to the natural grass, there will be an artificial turf field that will be in place at all times and will be transformed for UNLV football games. The field is nothing short of extraordinary and will truly provide a first-class football experience. All right, there it is. I love the chat room. You guys rock. Uh, Foxy Scorpio says, that idea stinks, Murph. <laughs> it probably does, but it's the only one I got. So that's that's it. Uh, that's what happens when you're a Star Wars and Raider junkie. You tend to tie them together most of the time. So anyways, uh, but yeah, a couple other great suggestions in there. Echo Base, that would be a good one. Uh, Ron suggested that one. Raider Land is what Watts uh, suggests. I love that. Uh, Starkiller Base. There's another one that I see that's suggested in there. You know, Starkiller Bay. I don't know, man. I, I got this love-hate thing going on with the sequel trilogy, man. I was okay with Force Awakens. Last Jedi kind of lost me. And then when we got into uh, uh, um, uh, 
Rise of Skywalker, man. I like very fun action movie. It was a very fun movie, but in terms of like a Star Wars movie, it wasn't the, wasn't the greatest, man. But uh, anyways, there. But good good stuff there. Aaron Q Dog Raider says uh, Murph dial up a Star Wars rant. Man, I can, I would love to. I can't. I, Mosh would kill me. Like eventually, he's gonna come back, right? So like to to not risk, you know, the the, the uh, you know getting punched in the neck. Like I think I'll I'll reserve the Star Wars rant. Besides, most everybody listening, including Foxy Scorpio, apparently doesn't want to hear about my Star Wars stuff. So we'll uh, we'll go. Maybe it's you know this thing is called Murph's Fan Cave. So maybe I start a Murph's Fan Star Wars fan show or something. I mean. The ultimate show is Rebel Force Radio. Those guys are the kings of it, so I couldn't dare compete with them. But And even Kevin the Raider Nerd has one on his network. But anyways, all right, that's probably more Star Wars you wanted to hear anyways. All right, got done with the field tray. Enough from me. I've talked for freaking, how long is this show? 44 minutes? I'm sick of hearing me. Let's hear from you. Let's get to the Sea of Fans mailbag. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied, he's thrown. It is. All right, so you can contact us two ways here in the Sea of Fans mailbag. One is to call us, 909-345-3346. And the other is to email the show. That is show, what a concept, show at RaidersFanRadio.com. And uh, if you email us an indefinite amount of times, or if you call us and we play your message three times on the air, you become a made man or a made woman. And uh, the leader of that crew is Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. And we always kick off the voicemail segment with a message from Aaron. Uh, But before we get to that, I've got some emails to read. I've got a couple of them. And if you want to jump in live, because more of you and less of me is a good thing. So if you want to jump in live, call. Right now, call it. I got the thing up at 909-345-3346, and we'll take your call live here uh, for our, in, on RFR Live here in Murph's Fan Cave. So, uh, uh, all right, first up, we got uh, this is from our buddy Daniel Mangus in Fremont, California. Dear RFR family, hope you're enjoying freedom. Anyway, I just wanted to email and give you my starting lineup for defense and offense. So here we go. Just imagine being inside Allegiant Stadium and hearing this. Please welcome head coach John Gruden and his staff and your 2020 Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the starting lineup. The starting lineup for your Las Vegas. You guys know what? One time I tried out to be uh, the uh, 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 PA announcer at Candlestick Park. I was going to announce Giants games. That was pretty fun. Um, Anyways, now starting for your Las Vegas Raiders. At left tackle, this is according to Daniel Mangus. At left tackle, number 74, Colton Miller. Left guard, Richie Incognito. Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Trent Brown. That, that's legit. Do we have one of the best freaking offensive line, lines in the league? Chat room, right? Like, badass, man. 
Our freaking line is awesome. I hope we draft more because we need depth. That starting five right there is legit. All right. Uh, wide receivers. Henry Ruggs, Tyrell Williams, and Hunter Renfro. Fullback, Alex, Alex Ingold, or Alec. He's got Alex here. It's Alec. But, like, hey, repping 45 proud at fullback, man. Love it. Love it. Uh, oh, speaking of that, too, also this, la- this last week, it was uh, Marcel Reese's birthday. Happy birthday, Marcel Reese, man. One of my all-time favorites. Um, Alec Ingold, Josh Jacobs, of course, and at quarterback. Mm, nope, Derek Carr. Uh, now for the defense. Defensive end, Cleveland, Cleveland, wait, Cleveland, what is it? Cleveland, what is it? F to the E to the R to the R to the E to the L to the L. It ain't furl. On the other side is Max Crosby. In the middle is Malik Collins and Maurice Hurst. What's up, everyone? This is Maurice Hurst with the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, it is. Tanner Muse at linebacker, Corey Littleton, and Nick Kwiatkowski. That's your starting three linebackers you got one two three four yet one two three okay so we're playing a four three there okay two starting corners damon arnett and trayvon mullen dig it i like it uh you don't have prince on there so i mean that's that's brave i mean i who knows how that's gonna go for the first time in a little while feels like we got some depth right uh and then at safety he's got jonathan listed at strong i think the the days of free and strong are kind of over um but anyways, I'm not a list bully either. So we'll, he's got Jonathan at strong and then Demarius Randall at free safety. Uh, and then he says, well, uh, there you have it. My 2020 starting lineup. Hope everyone is enjoying uh, their day and your freedom, but also being safe. Yours truly, Daniel Mangus, Fremont, California. Proud made man. P.S. Come on, Uncle Mosh. Give your boy a sizzler already. I thought for sure my schedule prediction would win, especially since I have us sweeping the Chiefs. Well, let me let me tell you something. Uncle Mosh may give you the sizzler, but tonight I'm in charge of the sizzler. So, Daniel, I'm sorry, my friend. Uh, I don't know. You might get it, but you have to wait till the end to see who gets it. But it's not Mosh. You got a lobby, too. It was me tonight. Um, and then he sends a quick follow-up little email here, and it says, Oh, my God. I forgot Waller. Please add him to the starting lineup. Thanks, Murph. Absolutely. Of course, we knew what you meant, man. We knew that Darren Waller needed to be in there. Uh, one of the more electrifying players in the league, and as Brian Baldinger called him, one of the breakout players of the league last year, man. Um, all right, one more email. Uh, again, if one of you wants to call, call because once again, the voicemails, I won't be able to take your calls, but if you, if you want to call now, 909-345-3346. Don't be scared. Just me and you and a few thousand of our friends around the globe. Um, good evening, everybody. Hopefully everybody is safe and well. Where to start this week? On a serious note, uh, commiserations to the family and friends of Joe Bugle and best wishes to Nick O'Leary after his recent heart operation. Let's hope he's back on his feet soon. Absolutely. You know, once a Raider, always a Raider. Hey, 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 that's what I'm talking about. Let's see what we got here. Call from Ty the Raider. To accept, press 1 to send a voice. Ty Raider, what's up? Yo, what's up, man? Good to, ha- good to hear you, man. Or as Uncle Mosh would call you, ta-da, Raider. Ta-da. <laughs> I appreciate All you. magic over here. Appreciate you calling, man. What's going on? Oh, not much, man. Just sitting back here at work, uh, babysitting in this empty building. Um, pretty hot out here. Out here in, uh, I'm out here in Sacramento right now. Pretty hot out here, man. 
Good deal, man. Hey, I got to tell you, man, we appreciate all the love. And, and every time I see Jeff Murphy at Dominico's, he always brings up how cool it is that you went down there, man, and, and, uh, and gave some love to the Alameda Dominico's. And, uh, and, and, and a few times now you've made that trip, isn't it? Oh, definitely, yeah, because um, I go out. I'm from the Bay. I'm from Hayward. Um, my mom still stays in San Francisco, so I drive out there about once a week or maybe every other week, and I uh, kind of make that my destination spot there now. That in a quarter pounder out in Hayward, but now it's Domenico. Awesome, man. That's so cool. And he was like, he, his grandfather is like 90 some odd years old. And, and, um, he was asking about, he was like, so what's the connection to that? And he was trying to like explain the show and oh. <laughs> like he was trying to explain the whole connection to it, man. It was really, really cool, man. So appreciate you, man. uh, supporting Oh, yeah. There, it's man. a lovely place. A lot of pictures, a lot of Raider Nation stuff in there. And it's funny, a lot of, uh, old pictures, uh, of, of young Jeff in there. Is it really? Oh, right on, man. Hell yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Good deal, man. So, hey, so how's your off season going, man? How's that? What do you What do you think about what the team's doing this year? Oh, uh, man, you know, I'm a big fan. This I uh, haven't been this pumped up in a very long time. It just kind of sucks. Seems like uh, right now, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go to any games or not, which I would love to. I was really shooting for the, uh, you know, our second game, our second home game out in Los Angeles. So. Uh, We'll see how that kind of goes, but I'm, I'm really pumped up, especially defense. Defense is going to be awesome. Yeah, you know, I, I'm hoping we're going to get after the quarterback a lot more than we have uh, recently. Because since we lost Khalil Mack, I mean, as much as I understand why the Raiders moved on from him, he was that closer for us, man. He was that oh, guy. That, I mean, definitely. You know, right on third down or you whatever, you need that big play. I, you know, I, I well, especially now with the recent Cam Newton news, like every time I hear his name, all I think about is Khalil Mack picking him off at like the five yard hey, line and running I, in for a touchdown. You know, man, I, I was just watching that game uh, the other day, and I was just, I just loved. It. I always, I always go back and watch the good games, but you know, every now and then I go watch the the kind of the bad games just to kind of get a, you know, get those juices running a little bit. That's <laughs> yeah. why, probably why I hate Jamal Charles so much. Oh. I know, right? Jamal Charles and the other one was in that I'll never, I don't care. Every time I see him on TV, man, it hurts my feelings. LaDainian Tomlinson. There was one year, I saw this this week, it came up. It was LaDainian Tomlinson, I think it was 2006, scored more points than the entirety of the Raiders' offense. Oh, oh, what about uh, Doug Martin? It kind of hurt me kind of seeing him in that Raiders' jersey. Oh, yes. When he, like, it's, oh, it just hurts, man. I, I get so tired of people having record days against the Raiders. It's it's unbelievable how many people had career high days against the Raiders. Absolutely, Mike Anderson, Olandis Gary. Like I mean, like these guys that like flash into my mind, man. I'm like, why do I know that guy's name? Oh yeah, because he destroyed us for a season. Yeah, or a game man. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. But I think those days are over, man. I'm with you. Like that whole idea of like, like I've, I've, what was the one game where Jamal Charles caught like three screen passes for touchdowns? That That's the game. I, it was, that's the uh, one you're talking about? Yeah. He, oh my gosh, that screen was killing us. It, uh, Awful. Dang. I, I wanted, what year was that? I think 2011, maybe. Yeah, it or sounds two. about right. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was pre car, oh. wasn't it? Yeah, definitely pre car. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that game, matter of fact, Terrell Pryor was was they benched Terrell Pryor, played Matt McGloin. He was playing bad, so they put Terrell Pryor in in like the fourth quarter. That sounds right. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, man, that's those are rough days, man. But I think we got brighter futures, man. I think we got brighter futures because even like the, in 2016 when we were much improved, right by record and otherwise, 
our defense was not great. Like Sean Smith no. was still getting torched once in a while. Like, torched. you know what I mean? He yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, was it Brandon Cooks in that game that just freaking wrecked him down the sideline uh, in that one? Like, yeah. And then uh, watching those old films of Reggie Nelson trying to chase people down. <laughs> That's where the hashtag fire the Nelsons came from. Cause everybody non Nelson, uh, uh, everybody that was Nelson on the team, we wanted to get rid of Jordy and, and, uh, and Reggie. And there was even one more too. Uh, it was like, get rid of the Nelsons, man. But I'm with, but I don't think we're, what do you think, man? We're, I mean, defensively we're improved. I don't think we're going to have that problem this year. I really, I mean, oh, our, our, and especially the back half of our secondary. I love our safeties, man. Like we got so much depth, it's that's the biggest thing too. Because that's been our biggest. Somebody get injured, go down, and then it's just down here from downhill from there. But there's just so much depth now. It's just like, how many years have we had? It was like, oh, we don't know who's going to start, who's going to be number one, who's number two. But well, I think we know who's number one, uh, cornerback. But it's like that number two spot is just up in the air. It's like and we got so much talent right there. It's just, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, man, we got a lot of depth there, man. It's fi- finally starting to build, and I'm. It's it's uh, it's interesting too because there's still I mean there's still some significant free agents that are out there like there's still some movement that could happen but I think we're finally settled in and I'm just looking forward to seeing these guys get on the field start to gel man as best as they can because as many new players as we have you know they're doing virtual meetings but it's, I think it's January or not January excuse me it's July 21st I think is when they can finally teams can meet together but in what capacity yeah something I, like that yeah I don't know what it looks like though right. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see how July handles, you know, uh, in the 2020 uh, chapter. That's right. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you calling in. It's good to talk to you. It's fun. Like, I, oh, hear, yeah. I get, you know, we of course, you see in the chat and your, in your tweets and, oh, and you know what I mean? And, and, and we hear from you via uh, email, but it's always fun uh, to get these live calls because we hear from you a lot. We engage from folks with, with folks a lot. But we don't get to, like, talk to you live very often. So this is pretty uh, cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air sometimes. Right on, man. Well, appreciate you calling oh, in, man. Be, good to talk to you. Be, before I go, yeah. I want to say one thing. Please, you give know, a message I, out there, I, man. I spent uh, 25, almost 26 years of my young life so far without seeing Star Wars. Never seen it. Until this past week, I sat there and watched every single one. And I just finished The Mandalorian yesterday, last night. Actually. Yes! What do you think? And I am impressed. I see what the hype is about. <laughs> awesome! Now I'm walking around, not trying to say Yoda quotes, <laughs> which brings to me where, um, for their facility in Henderson, was it Tatooine? Tatooine? Was, yeah, Tatooine? Tatooine, which was, was it the little Tuscan Raiders were there? That was like their homeland? Yes! Oh, I love it! Yes! Absolutely. For the right there. I don't think too many people is not going to be able to say it. I can barely say it. So. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. I love it. I love it. Well, dude, I appreciate your newfound fandom with that, man, with Star Wars, dude. It's it's pretty fun, man. It's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm just like, oh, man, I guess I'll start watching Clone Wars and stuff now. Oh, there you go. Dude, I love Clone Wars, man. Clone Wars is great, and, and I'm glad you watch Mandalorian. Mandalorian is badass. Oh, man. I'm like, we're season two. Only eight episodes or something with this. Yeah, right? Yeah, and it's coming soon. It's coming in October, so that'd be cool. Oh. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'll let you go. I'll right, let everybody get back to it. All right, man. Appreciate right, you, man. Appreciate you joining us here live on Merce Fan Cave, Raiders Fan Radio. Yeah. All right, there he is. Ta-da! Raider, as Mosh says. So, very, very cool. Thank you so much for calling in, man. That was 
That was awesome to hear from you. And we got time for one more too. If, uh, we're right at an hour, so we got we got time for one more. If one uh, uh, one more of you wants to call in, I'll just take them. Just first come, first serve, and uh, and, and appreciate it again him. All right, uh, let's see where was I at with Paul's email. Uh, okay, uh, another great tripping video last week. But your road. Oh, look at this man, I love it. Live calls. We might be tapping into something new and fun here. Call from Rev Raider. To accept, press one. To send. Rev Raider, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? Man, this is awesome, man. So good to talk to you live. <laughs> man, it's good to be live, man. I'm sitting here calling, feeling like I'm straight out of Tatooine because I'm stuck on this planet, <laughs> wishing they would let us off this quarantine. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Oh, this is cool, man. I we might have found a new thing that we need to start doing here on the show, and that's taking more live calls. Because, like, I was just I was telling Ty, like, we interact with you all all the time, but this is cool to be able to to, to talk to you live, man. This is great. Most definitely, most definitely. I, I've been missing y'all, man. I've been busy deep in books and stuff like that, studying, trying to be right with my mind. You know, that's all. But. My phantom ain't going nowhere. I'm still here. <laughs> Good deal, man. That's awesome. I'm glad you got your priorities in order, man, because it's, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that take precedent over football, but it's still always there. You know what I mean? Most definitely. I mean, we could be making dumb comments, with, uh, like saying we're low-key faded on, you know, meetings and stuff like that, like Ezekiel Elliott, but Raiders are smarter than that, you know? <laughs> so, what, so what do you think, man? What do you think about the offseason so far? Um, I'm, I'm actually digging it, you know, like, like I said before, you know, I, I like, I like the way our, our secondary is definitely looking like just, they all look like they got a chip on their shoulder and they all look like they want to go knock somebody's head off. And I love that, you know, it doesn't look like they're trying to play around or play any games, you know, especially, um, Meek Robinson, boy. I, oh, my gosh. Oh, my that, gosh. That guy. <laughs> he's intense, he's a, huh? he's, a little, he's a little dude, but he, he's got a definite, definite Napoleon complex. <laughs> he's ready to let it off on somebody. He's intense, man. That's I, what I, I like to see. I love it. I love this. That that picture, I don't know if you heard me talk about it earlier, but that picture that, that they, they put out this week where it's uh, – it's it's um it's him and Jonathan Abram and like the difference in the character of these two guys like I don't la I don't think either of them lacks intensity in terms of gameplay but the way that they At represent where, where Abram's more the like lighthearted silly kind of smiley guy and then Amik is like this intense like like again like uh, it looked like he wanted to fight whoever was taking the picture like I love that the the dichotomy between those two personalities like this is this is great. Yeah. Plus, Amik, Amik, his um, his interview, his uh, his post draft interview. I think his is my favorite, and just because of the way he was talking and how just how he says he has something to prove. So I know he's ready for war. So I love that, you know. Yeah, there was Plus, a lot. You know, I I bench. You know, like I'm just hoping that you know, I'm hoping that we prove to be deeper than the prostitutes working to. You know, that's just the way I look at it, man. I hope I hope we don't run out of talent like we did last year, you know, and all our backups, if somebody does go down, step right in and make it happen for us. And, like, that kind of excites me seeing all the moves that we've made, you know? Yeah, it feels like we got some depth finally. Like, we were just talking to Ty about the depth at cornerback. We got depth at safety now. You know, not a ton of depth on, like, our – well – 
don't know. What do you think? Do we have debt like our, our pass rushers? Like, I'm just thinking like defensive line as a whole, like not a ton of depth maybe on the edge, but maybe in the middle we do because we got a lot of guys like even even Farrell who can kick inside. So there's probably a little more depth on the interior of the offensive line. We're like pass rushers, like we're all still waiting for Arden Key to show up, right? Like there's, but other than that. Moles is definitely, I was just about to say that. Yeah. So like, what do you I think? Got, like, I got hopes for him. I definitely, I definitely got hopes for him. Um, his name escapes me, but the, the guy we got from Dallas, you know, I'm hoping that he pays dividends. Malik Collins, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely hoping that he pays dividends for us. You know, I mean, looking at his film and stuff like that, he's a problem. He disrupts up the middle. You know, and I think that's definitely what we need is that that disruption up the middle. You know, and then I, I definitely want to see us. You know, definitely running Pat Mahomes' mouth. I'm tired of him breaking tackles and getting up, making muscles like he's strong. Uh. Somebody needs to pop him. That's <laughs> just oh. where I'm at with that. How many more times can we yeah. see Arden Key come in with one arm and miss with that one arm and go flinging around him? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh. We're yeah. going to have to call him the one arm bandit soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, right. He's getting away with murder with these missed joints. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I, out of all the players that we've had recently that come off the edge, like he's the, the king of like being one or two steps away from making a play. Like he's yeah, always there every time, every time. But he's like, it's like, you just wanted to make up those, that last, you know, 18 inches, like just make up that last little bit of room and the guy will be freaking all world. Yeah. But it's crazy. And sometimes he's a grip away. I hope in the off season, he's been like using that daggone hand gripper machine, <laughs> strengthening his grip or something. Cause this, that's getting terrible with me. Doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> funny, man. All right, so hey, well, hey, well, appreciate you calling in, man. Good to talk to you. And before we let you go, though, man, give us a give us a message, man, to Raider Nation. A message to Raider Nation. Ah, man, don't fold under pressure. Knock somebody's head off and keep it clean. But that's the Raider way. <laughs> Beautiful, love it, man. Appreciate you, rep uh, from Jersey, as always. And thank you for your calls and uh, and, and appreciate the live call here tonight, man. I know Mosh is gonna be bumpy, Most missed definitely. it. Well, definitely. Give him my love, too. All right. All right. Well, too, man. Have a good night. See you. All right. There he is, Rev Raider, man. Like, I don't play favorites, but he's one of my favorites. Uh, all right. Uh, good stuff there, man. Appreciate Rev and appreciate uh, Tider Raider uh, calling in live. Uh, Y'all rock, man. Let me shout out the chat. Been a minute since I did that. Um, excuse me. Watts Raider is in there. Ron the Mater Raider is in there. There's Ty back in there. Kill Jadis. Or, or as Marsh says, kill Jadis. Uh, let's see. Alfred Esparza is in there. Raider Flash is in there. Oakland Raider Trucker. Uh, appreciate you all joining us live. Foxy Scorpio, what's up? Appreciate you joining us live here on Murph's Fan Cave, uh, which is youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. All right, back to the emails. So I was, uh, oh, Damage uh, Inc. Raider Nation Scotland, what's up? Yeah, Al Davis quote The quarterback must go down in the first five plays, and he must go down hard. Absolutely. That was such a, such a, uh, an, an absolute uh, key innovation from, from Al Davis there. Uh, all right, so back to uh, the email. Uh, I'll just start off from the top again. It's been a minute since I started on this one. Good evening, everybody. Hopefully everybody is safe and well. Where to start this week? On a serious note, commiserations to the family and friends of Joe Bugle and best wishes to Nick O'Leary after his recent heart operation. 
Let's hope he's back on his feet soon. Yeah, so Nick O'Leary, Raiders tight end, uh, had a heart operation. Uh, I can't remember if it was like after a collapse or there was something going on there, but uh, absolutely prayers up for him in, in rapid recovery. And we lost Joe Bugle, once a Raider, always a Raider, um, briefly a head coach for our team, uh, but still nonetheless uh, a Raider in peace, uh, Joe Bugle. Uh, another great trip and video last week on your road trip to the fine state of Mississippi. Um, I waved from my window, but you didn't see me. Hope you went home with a trailer full of cash. Uh, we didn't do too bad, man. We had a good run at the crap table a couple of times and, uh, and when, when, uh, down there in Tunica, Mississippi, um, uh, where, where Paul, we joke, Paul is from Shropshire, which is west of Birmingham, and so is Mississippi. So uh, even though Paul lives in the UK, uh, we joke that he lives in Mississippi. And of course, I sent him a picture of the mighty Mississippi River while we were down there. Uh, I enjoyed the conversation with Kevin the Raider nerd, but the audio wasn't as sharp as it normally is. Huh. There was an interference every so often that spoiled things. Some guy kept butting in on the conversation. I couldn't quite hear what he was saying, but it was something to do with the Kansas City Chiefs, so nothing important. <laughs> that was uh, Kevin's buddy Kyle, who was a Chiefs fan. That's right. It, that audio was terrible. Uh, but anyways, uh, Kyle's a good dude, and, and he's such a good sport. And uh, glad that, I mean, look, we're going to poke fun at him. His team won the Super Bowl. Like, you're going to catch barbs. You're our biggest rival, and you won the Super Bowl. Like, and we're still not in the playoffs. So, yeah, you're going to catch heat from us. Um, anyways, but Kevin, uh, Kyle's a good sport about it. Joking aside, it was a fun hour. I'm like Uncle Mosh when it comes to Star Wars, though, Murph. I can't say I dislike it as I've never seen it, but the Star Wars segment went over my head, and it didn't make any sense to me. Kind of like contraception leaflet on Philip Rivers' coffee table. Or as Wyoming Raider would say, Philip Rivers won't pull out of his driveway. A big story that I saw a couple days ago was Mark Davis not being happy with the league's decision to cover the front six to eight rows of the new stadium with a tarpon because of COVID restrictions. I have to agree with him uh, about the problems that this causes with the fans that have paid for those seats and the fact they can't be relocated to another part of the stadium. There has to be a better solution. There's been another fantastic, I agree, by the way, and we covered that earlier. Um, there's been another fantastic episode of From the Ground Up and I know we're biased, but the stadium looks so cool. It's going to be a real shame and typical Raiders luck that we might have to start the season with nobody in it. I know, right? Like, we can't ever have anything nice. The whole world's against us. It always has been. If the season does start behind closed doors, it could be a game changer for some teams. There are some really hostile stadiums like KC, Seattle, New Orleans that are more, intimidate, more intimidating than most. Having no fans there could make a huge difference. Great point. At this time of the year, with the lack of football talk, there's an abundance of lists and articles which are subjective but fun and thought-provoking. On Just Blog Baby's site last week, they had rated the top 10 players on the current Raiders roster as follows. Okay, so here's his list, or according to Just Blog Baby, top 10 Raider, current Raiders. Rodney Hudson, good call. Uh, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Trent Brown, Derek Carr, Max. Crosby, Richie, Incog Richie Incognito at seven, mm. Corey Littleton, Trayvon Mullen, and Mo Hurst. Not bad. Uh, I can't argue with it, really. My words are not bad. His words, I can't argue with it. I would argue Incognito. Like, is he really the seventh best player on the team? Like, mm, I don't know. Um, I may have slightly different order, but the 10 players named are pretty solid. 
Littleton being at number eight is interesting as he hasn't played a down for us yet, but he's such a big addition for us. I can understand it. Yeah. So here's the thing about Littleton, man. Like Corey Littleton is a baller. Like go watch that Super Bowl back since we got no other football to watch. Go watch that Super Bowl back of uh, them against the Patriots. Guess who's making plays on defense? Guess who's intercepting Tom Brady? Guess who's breaking up? Like literally on back-to-back plays, Corey Littleton like tips a huge pass and like has a pass breakup and then like forces a fumble or vice versa or whatever. But like the dude is making huge impacts on defense in back-to-back plays in the Super Bowl against the GOAT. Like Littleton's the man. So that's where like I why why is he behind incognito? Heck, Corey Littleton might be number two on this list right after Rodney Hudson. I mean, like Littleton has a chance to really do some big damage in a good way for our defense and our defense that has not seen an impact player like this at linebacker since Kirk Morrison. And I, I mean, sight unseen, I could tell you right now, this is the best middle linebacker we've had since Kirk Morrison. I firmly believe that anyways. Okay. Back onto the email. The topic of additional pressure on some players has been raised raised recently with the competition for places highlighting things dc and marcus mariota being the obvious one i believe a bigger one to watch on the sideline is between paul gunther and rod marinelli i agree brother i personally don't believe gunther has done a bad job as some people um do but when you've got a guy like marinelli breathing down your neck any weaknesses you do have can be addressed really quickly finally i'll leave you with a headline i saw on social media last week This is crazy. And this is true. Patrick Mahomes could command $45 million a year when his chief contract comes up for renewal. Serious roster reshuffle. And by that uh, time that comes around, he'll be second only to Amari Cooper. (laughs) Good one, Paul. Thanks for your time and your work, Uh, guys. uh, It's a lifeline to sanity. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. Um, Love and best wishes to the RFR family. Stay safe. Have a good 4th of July as possible. From a guy in the UK? That means a lot, man. Uh, or what did I see? It was said the other day, like the uh, the colonists unappreciation hour or something like that. I don't know. It was pretty funny. You probably know that joke better than I do, and I probably butchered it, but it was still pretty funny. Um, football is coming in what form we don't know, but it's coming. His Lordship, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner, 2019, BRT, Sizzler Scores Keeper, Proud made man and five time, five time, five time winner of the Raiders Fane Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Actually, what am I doing? What am I playing the cheer for? We all know we're going to cheer for Paul. We want to hear this. Paul! 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 Your name Paul. Hello. Paul. Hello. I met him with Paul. Who? Paul. Yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey, Paul. Paul. Uh, hi. I'm Paul. All right. So you can call us anytime, including like tonight. We had two live callers, uh, Ty Raider and Rev Raider. Appreciate hearing from you guys. Uh, you can call us at 909-345-3346. And if we play your uh, voicemail three times on the show, you become a made man, uh, as, as we refer to you, or a made woman. And the leader of that crew is the one and only, the unmatched, Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. And we always kick off this segment with his call. 
Greetings, Don Merck, Larry Marsh, on the boss, Sonny, Sergeant Arms, the Sizzler, Big Raider Trucker, Mojo from the Pacho, Salute, Ramon the Meme King, and a holler somewhere in West Virginia. God help you, bro. <laughs> and Swag Jeff, Nation. Bill Williamson has said, Ev, SB Nation wrote about, I guess, why there's so much excitement surrounding the Raiders this coming season, because they put in work these past three months. I mean, they had plenty of salary cap space, and they spent it wisely adding 14 free agents, including several who can start, like, immediately in this revamped defense. I mean, the Raiders hope they nailed the draft for the second straight year by adding first-round picks, of course, Henry Ruggs III and cornerback Damon Arnett, and I guess Arnett means asterisk in French. But, uh, you know, there are several players that might help right away to include Lynn Bowden Jr., who I'm so excited about seeing. Um, you know, the Raiders, um, they had a solid off season, you know, jumping from 4-12, and 12, you know, from 2018 to 7-9 and nine last year, albeit for a few uh, disappearing acts by, you know, our uh, quarterback, you know, in the fourth quarter during some, you know, pivotal games. But I'm going to give him a pass. He's a leader. I'm back on board again. But the hope and expectation in the building is that the Raiders are in the playoff mix this year because, you know what, the AFC playoff bracket has expanded from 6 to 7 teams. Check this out. I mean, the Raiders um, – they, they've got, you know, an offseason that's been noticed. Uh, CBS Sports even wrote um, by talking about the top ten teams with the best offseason. And Las Vegas came in at number seven. The only other AFC West team is the L.A., say it with me now, Superchargers coming in at ninth. They suck. But anyway, CBS went on to say the general manager, Mike Mayock and Chucky, have done a great job building that roster. As a whole, the team exceeded expectations last season, but there are no more pretenders when, you know, when it mattered most. Okay, I'll take that little dig. But the Raiders arrived on the scene sooner than expected and are building something that's sustainable. How about that? Sustainable. You know, a lot of focus went on the Raiders uh, for, you know, just merely moving to Las Vegas. But, you know, so much has been made about how the team is going to hinge on the cornerbacks, specifically the backfield in general. Trayvon Mullen, veteran Prince of Mucamora, Ohio State's David Arnett, as I mentioned before, the resurgent LaMarcus Joyner. He's got to do better than he did last year. Amik Robertson. God, I can't wait to see this kid. Right. And a healthy 2019 fourth-round pick in Isaiah Johnson. Uh, of course, you got roster long shot Keyshawn Nixon and uh, Nevin Lawson, who returns for his second season with the silver and black. Hey, man, let's go out there and get it. And you know what? There's still Jadavion Clowney out there. And this is why I'm proud of the Raiders, because they haven't taken a dig on this guy. You know, the Raiders' salary cap is dwindling, and we barely have enough to color, cover, I guess, the rookie pool of money. But you know what? We're looking better. Cam Newton, he made a little uh, news this past Sunday. Uh, let me go ahead and break this down real quick. The Las Vegas Raiders will hit the road in week three. They're going up to, uh, uh, what is it, Foxborough, the greater uh, Boston area, cold, windy city with too much chowder. Who gives a damn? But they signed the former MVP in Cam Newton to go up there and, I guess, uh, uh, usurp Stidham and Brian Hoyer. I mean, that's a stellar uh, QB outfit if I do say so myself but the Patriots a team that still has a lot of talent on that uh, roster and will be looking to prove you know they can still yeah, win without do. TB12 on the center if Newton is healthy the Raiders will have a completely different game plan going into that week three matchup up there in Foxborough but you know what 
I got a little something for you, massholes. I think the Raiders are going to go up there and get that money regardless <laughs> who's under center. Come on. Our young defense is going to get tested early and often in 2020, and that's a fact. But check out this murderer's road that they're going to have to compete against. I mean, in the first five weeks, I mean, they, they face off week one against, you know, Newton's former team and the Panthers. Got that. Then they face Drew Brees, Patrick Holmes, the aforementioned Cam Newton, and Tom Brady, TB12, in succession over that five-game span. Hey, let's strap it on, man. Let's go ahead and take it to him, man. We need to go ahead and let the world know that we're back, baby. But anyway, the hit list, any fool that refuses to wear any kind of protective face covering out there in public. But not only is it just health-wise unsound, but they're jeopardizing our football fall. So you know what? Make sure you wear your mask so we can watch the guys play. This goes out to the made men and women, and uh, that's all I got this week, Rue. Absolutely. Man, he's the best. He's the best. All right, so, man, to address a very important point there, I think, towards the end. Well, actually, let me shout out the chat real quick because we got a bunch of uh, new folks jumping in there. Uh, Manny Bruce, what's up, Manny Bruce? Big Easy, Foxy Scorpio, Kill Yadis, uh, Raider Flash, Raider Critique. What's up, Raider Critique? Tampa Raiders in there. Uh, Damage Inc. Raider Scotland, Title Raider, uh, Watts Raiders in there, Rev Raiders in there. Uh, appreciate all of you joining us here. Uh, YouTube.com slash Merce Fan Cave. All right, so Capo makes, I think, a very critical point. And while, look, we're Raider fans. We don't back down from a fight, ever have, right? And not going to this year. And the schedule is the schedule. I love the idea and I hate the idea that we are front-loaded. Like, there's a very real-world scenario where we are one and four like and we're on the road in carolina too so like although those panthers are going to be down that's still an east coast game and i don't know what the east coast record is off the top of my head but guess what it's not good and it hasn't been good ever like i mean seriously since like since the 80s like we are terrible on the on the east coast not even just in the east time zone but on the east coast so we got to go to carolina which and i'm with capo i think that's a very winnable and should be a win one uh, win for us but after that the next four games are you kidding me like that's not easy like that's those are tough games there's a very real world scenario where, where we are one in four or gosh bless it oh and five going into the bye week you think Paul Gunther is going to make it through that? You think Derek Carr is going to be your starting quarterback then? You think that, like, the whole world's not going to be coming down on John Gruden then? Like, there's some serious repercussions to the first part of this schedule. Now, where it's daunting because all of those teams are highly competitive and very challenging for us, the alternative to that is, well, what if we do well? I'll never forget going into the Super Bowl in 2002, I'll never forget a buddy of mine named Eden. He was like, I was like, he's like, what are you going to do if the Raiders lose? And I was like, man, I don't know. Like, it's like crazy. Like, I don't know. And I said, you know what? I have a harder time thinking about what am I going to do if they win? Like, what am I going to do if they win? What if the Raiders win the Super Bowl? Holy, like, what? This is like, if what if we're four and one? What if we're not one and four? What if we're four and one? Beating these tough-ass teams, beating Tom Brady, beating Drew Brees, going on the road and exercising that East Coast demon. What if we do that? Whoa. What if we beat Buffalo? Damn, right? Like, there's a, like, ugh, start getting me fired up, man. I start getting chills. Like, 
and 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 look, this is my fandom talking because objective versus subjective is a whole different story. But as a fan, if we can win those games, some of those games, a majority of those games, and heading into the bye week, guess what? No one's given Derek Carr a rough time. No one's given Gunther a rough time. Like, everything is harmonious within Raider Nation. I hope that's the case. But as Aaron said, it's not going to be easy. We got to bring it. We, our defense has to gel fast. Our offensive line, thankfully, is already intact. But, like, we got to get it together. We got to get it together together quick. The Raiders do not have the luxury of time. You don't in a 16, now 17-game NFL season anyways. But this ain't baseball, man. You can't, or this ain't even hockey or even basketball where you just got to get hot at the right time. The Raiders got to get hot early, and they got to stay hot for us to have a chance. Great call from the Capo. As always, oh, oh, I'm fired up. Let's get this thing started. Can't wait. All right, let's go to more emails or more voicemails. Let's hear from uh, Greg. Hey, Murph and Mosh. How y'all doing? This is uh, caller Greg from Tennessee. It's been a while since I called in. Sorry about that. Um, hey, I'm ready for some football now. You know, we're getting closer. How about done with this coronavirus fear? I'm ready to get going. Uh, hey, you know, I do the uh, – I've been doing that fantasy football league for the Raider Fan Radio. Um, so I was thinking – Let's let's start all over. We're clearing the slate, and we'll we'll populate it with some. Uh, it doesn't have to be new guys, but whoever it can, whoever wants to play, I don't know. Either give me their email, or I'll send you the link, and let's repopulate this. We need ten teams. Um, I'll, I'll be one team. I, I like playing, right? I'm leading it, so <laughs> I need nine more. There you go. I'm looking for nine nine additional teams in our Raider Fan Radio League. And uh, that's about all. Hey, uh, can y'all can y'all finally make me a made guy? I mean, you know, if if you have time today, that's all I'm asking. Over. All right, Greg. First off, uh, appreciate you running the RFR Fantasy Football League. And yeah, if you want to, I'll tell you what. If you want to be part of that, shoot me an email, and I'll forward it to Greg. Uh, send me an email, Murph at RaidersFanRadio.com. So. Um, you can always email show at RaidersFanRadio.com, but that's where we take your, your show emails. But email me directly, M-U-R-F at RaidersFanRadio.com. We'll take the first nine, and I'll send them to Greg, and then you all can be part of the RFR uh, League. And I believe Kev in Scotland is who won that last year, uh, the RFR Fantasy Football League. And then, hey, Greg, listen. I appreciate you lobbying to become a made man and Lord knows you've made plenty of calls and emails and you know, your, your family for crying out loud. Gosh, Greg, we love you, man. And you're definitely going to be a made man probably when Mosh comes back, but because he's got to be here for that. So we'll get to you next week. Murph, Mosh, Swag, Jeff, uh, Q dog, Aaron, made men, made women, Raider fan, radio listeners, Steve Hawes, Houston Raider, Steve. Hey, uh, I was looking at the Mac trade, and after evaluating the players we got for Mac, I know Mac's a Hall of Famer, but we got Josh Jacobs, obviously. He had uh, 1,150 yards his rookie year, seven TDs, and he missed three games. First 1,000-yard rusher uh, since, I believe, maybe, um, oh, uh, D-Mac, uh, Darren McFadden. We needed, sorely needed him, and he caught 20 passes for 166 yards. Then we went out, and the uh, we traded awesomely. For the to the Jets, we got Hunter Renfro, slot receiver. 
And then, of course, this year we went out and got Damon Arnett. He played again. Uh, everybody knew about Akuda on the other side for the Buckeyes, but he played all year. He was a hitter. Reminds me a lot of – I know he's saying Jack Tatum is a big stretch, but he's a great hitter. He played with a, a cast on his arm, and he was just all over the place making all kinds of plays. Uh, Mayock went up there and visited him up at Ohio State a couple times, talked to uh, the coach up there, Rick uh, Meyer. Brian Edwards, receiver. He's a game changer. He can go out there and make all kinds of catches all over the place. He's a, he's a hell of a player out of South Carolina. All I can say is, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. The future's so bright, got to wear shades. Go Raiders. We're back, baby. Yeah, you do. Nice job, Houston Raiders, Steve. Appreciate the Houstonian. Uh, always calling in with with uh, with, with great calls, and uh, appreciate the singing. That's the singingest caller we've ever had. Uh, he's always got a call, or excuse me, always got a song uh, during his calls, and so we appreciate uh, Houston Raiders, Steve. Man, I, that was good stuff there. Yeah, we appreciate you. All right, uh, next up, we got one more before we get out of here and give a sizzler. And it is uh, these are all made men, by the way. Well, except Greg. We'll get to you next week. But uh, uh, Houston Raiders, Steve, and now JC Raider. What's going on, fellas? This is JC Raider calling. It's been a minute since I called, so I want to just chime in with the, with, the, with the question really quick. So with everything that's going on and there being to the high possibility of there not being college football, what do you guys think from the bottom of your heart? Do you guys think that we will have football this year? NFL, I'm talking all 16 games. You know, what do you guys think? Let me know. Great question, man. You know, if I got to go all Nostradamus on it, look into my Murph crystal ball, I'm going to say yes. I mean, the, the NFL is too big of a business to not have football in some semblance. We know that baseball is starting back up. We know NBA is starting back up. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, the NFL has had the luxury of time that they haven't, their regular season has not been impacted by this because it literally started up within what was like a month after the Super Bowl, right? So uh, I think they'll figure it out. I think you've got enough runway as the NFL to figure out what it is going to look like in, in terms of like how many people it's in front of and all that stuff. That I don't know. I don't, I don't want to speculate on that because, I mean, it, it, who knows what it's going to be. But I think we're going to have NFL games. And yes, to answer your question, a full schedule, full playoffs, a Super Bowl, and especially like I heard today about that idea of, and this was new to me, and I, I saw it on, on Cody's um, social media, the idea of you signing a waiver that says, I accept the risk of COVID, let me in. I think that, that there's, there's probably, that's going to be more of a common thing even than just, like a football game, I think all sporting events could be concerts, could be any place. It could be a casino. It could be anywhere where you have a gathering point of a multitude of people. Just like when we walk outside and we risk walking across, walking across the street, there's an accepted amount of risk, right? And so I think there's an accepted amount of risk that we're going to take into account when we go to a game. Um, Uncle Mosh, as you guys know, is a theater teacher. He's going the show that he was doing this year for his 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 uh, spring show was canceled, but he's going to go ahead and do it. Uh, I just talked to him today and he told me he was going to do it. He's going to follow the state guidelines. But one of the things is that everyone has to wear a mask 
And if you didn't ride in the car with that particular person, you can't sit next to them. So you're going to have this set of protocols in place for this gathering, for a performance, which is what a football game is. It's just a big, giant performance, right? So I think that there's going to be an accepted amount of risk and a different set of protocols that we're not used to. Now, whether that's from the tarping off of the seats or like when, like in our my little, little town now, when we go to a restaurant, every other table is blocked off. Every other like four feet at the bar or three feet at the bar is blocked off. Like the, it, there's a way to, there's things in place to keep people apart. So maybe that's what it is. And, and in terms of who determine, how we determine who gets to go to those games, that I don't know. And that's funky. Like Swag and I talked about on the rundown last week. I don't know how you do that. Do you do a lottery? Like, how do you, do you take the more expensive seats? Like, I don't know how you do that fairly. Do you just take half the crowd and say, okay, half the crowd, you get access to the games this year. And next year you're assuming that this is under control. And we got a vaccine or whatever else that now we have, like you have a credit towards your season ticket account or whatever it may be. Like, I don't know what, I don't know how that plays out, but, um, Short answer to a long-ass preface there was, short answer is, yeah, we're going to have football. It's too big. It's multi-billions of dollars. Like, it's, they're going to have football, just like every other business has got to find a way to kick back up because otherwise, you know, our economy collapses. And, you know, football is a huge part of, of our economy. Uh, so it's going to find a way. Um, but it will be different. It will certainly be different. Uh, but I'm hoping that by 2021, we're back to uh, – Back to the normal. And I'm not going to use the term new normal because I think that's overused and we all get sick of hearing that. All right. So thank you to all of you that called in live tonight. Thank you for the emailers tonight. Thank you for the voicemails tonight. Uh, great stuff there from, from the capo, of course, as always. Uh, Greg in Tennessee, Houston Raider Steve, JC Raider, Daniel Mangus, uh, Paul, Paul in Shropshire, Mississippi. Uh, appreciate uh, uh, Rev Raider calling in. But my sizzler, I got, the, I got the duty tonight to hand out the sizzler. And I'm giving the sizzler to the first guy that jumped in, the guy that represents uh, on, on social media constantly for us and supports our show in the chat and in every way. Voicemails, call-ins, and especially the first one to jump in with a call tonight. He is Tida Raider, or as Uncle Mosh likes to call him, Tada Raider. I am the sizzler. <laughs> Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here. And we ain't playing around today. From the Walking Dead to Errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. All right, appreciate all of you joining uh, me here tonight in Murph's Fan Cave for episode number 170 of Raiders Fan Radio. I'm not a huge fan of the podcast selfie, but the chat room has been killing it tonight. And it, without you all and without the interaction, the live calls and the emails and voicemails, I wouldn't have done it. So I appreciate you all. Appreciate Tider Raider. Appreciate Big Easy. Raider Flash. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider is in there. Rich Torino is in there. Uh, appreciate DBT and Beats. What's up, Sonny? Uh, appreciate everybody uh, joining me live here in Murph's Fan Cave. Please support our shows as you always do. You do an amazing job liking and subscribing. Uh, you can find us um, 
Even I hit the red button here. There it is. All right, you can you can find us at youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. You can find us on any podcast service that is Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, that is Google Play, that is iHeartRadio, that is Spotify. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just look for Murph's Fan Cave, M-U-R-F-S Fan Cave, and subscribe there. And then please support the Stabler XOXO Foundation uh, by going to RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear and uh, anything you buy there takes you to the to the fanatics website and we take a portion or we get a portion of the proceeds and then everything we get we're going to give to the foundation so thank you for that and check us out coming up soon we got a ton of fundraising stuff going on more for stabler more for the belinikoff foundation with the help of our buddy raider cody uh it's going to be awesome man we're going to raise a ton of money this year and i'm so excited and, and so proud of raider nation because it ain't us we're just the vessel. I'm just the guy with the microphone. It's Raider Nation. It's you guys. It's the RFR listeners, Raider Cody listeners. You're the ones that actually make this stuff go. So appreciate you. Uh, miss Swag tonight. Miss Uncle Mosh tonight so much. And look forward to having them back in the next coming weeks. Uh, but thank you for for hanging in here and uh, indulging me on this uh, solo effort of the uh, RFR here. And so appreciate you guys. Have a great night. Uh, and as uh, you know, what happened in Vegas started in Oakland. And of course, as, al- as always, as Uncle Mosh says, good night. God bless. I sat there and watched every single one, and I just finished The Mandalorian yesterday, last night. Yes! What do you think? I am impressed. I see what the hype is about. (laughs) Awesome! Now I'm walking around, not trying to say Yoda quotes. (laughs) Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.